It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Welcome to Quantum number 121 and a warm welcome. I was checking some of the stats. I was amazed to see that last week there were a significant number of listeners from Albania. We also had some from North Korea and from China. So... Uh, wherever you are, welcome. Please forgive my voice. Uh, I've just come back from the dentist and I'm still feeling the effects of numbness. But we have a lot of news and common and music for you uh, this week. And let's start with this from the Matt Hancock, the UK Health Secretary. The deployment of the vaccine will involve working long days and weekends and it comes on top of all the NHS has already done for us this year. And I want to thank in advance my NHS colleagues for the work that this will entail. I know that they will rise to this challenge of being ready, when the science comes good, to inject hope into millions of arms this winter. Now, to me, that's amazing. Amazing in lots of ways. First of all, it is very good news that there is the possibility of a vaccine in the new year. In, here in Australia, they're talking about having 5 mil, million people vaccinated by March. Now, be careful. We do have to be careful because um, it's still not finally approved. And we just don't know. Like so many things to do with this virus, we just don't know. But the thing that struck me about that, did you hear what he said? Injecting hope into our arms. Wow. That's what drug addicts say I'm injecting hope into my arms I know what he meant and of course you can understand it but I actually found that comment particularly revealing if that's where you get your hope from from a vaccination nah I don't think so incidentally to do with vaccines as well now forgive me this may sound a little conspiracy theorist and I hope it's not and it may just be really bad luck or providence for uh, Donald Trump. But when Pfizer, Pfizer announced that they had this vaccine that was 90% effective, and they announced it on Monday after the US presidential election. Now, Donald Trump had been loudly ridiculed for saying a vaccine was just around the corner. And... You have to wonder, Pfizer had, the results of these trials were supposed to be at the end of October. They weren't paid by the US government, but they had received, I think, orders of 1.5 billion. And you, you do wonder if somebody was, you know, somebody was thinking, well, you know, we don't want to put this out until after the election. Um, this may be nothing to do with it. But Pfizer, I went and checked this. Pfizer employees and their foundations gave 60% to Democrats and 39% to Republicans. Pfizer employees gave $250,000 to Biden. It may just be that it was tough on Donald Trump. But I, I must admit that, you know, 
just because they're all out to get you doesn't make you paranoid. But it just did seem, strike me as a bit strange. Anyway, there are other things going on in the world and I want to look at some of these. Um, And we are trying to go all over the world. So in the United Arab Emirates, drinking alcohol and cohabiting outside marriage are to be allowed. There's a relaxation of its strict Islamic laws. Now, I think some of this has to do with the collapse in tourism. A lot of the expats have left the country and tourism has, of course, been battered. And then, again, continuing to enlighten you, to enlighten you, which country's national anthem is this? Our Bahrain, our king, a symbol of the harmony, its constitution is high in the place and the position. Its charter is the way of Sharia, Arabism and the values. Long live the kingdom of Bahrain, country of nobles, cradle of peace. Its constitution is high in the place and the position. Long live the kingdom of Bahrain. Yeah, not possibly in my view the most inspiring words and not the most inspiring tune either but I play it to you because of an amazing statistic Prince Khalifa bin Salman Al Khalifa the world's longest serving Prime Minister he's been Prime Minister of Bahrain since 1971 he has died aged 84 Uh, he's a was a leader who favoured strong ties with the US and Bahrain, as we've reported before, has just recently signed an agreement with Israel. We continue, of course, to keep an eye on China and hi to our listeners in China and in Hong Kong. And in Hong Kong in particular, we you have our prayers because uh, although it has been reported, it wasn't major news, it should have been in the West, that China has really gone strong now against Hong Kong. They forced the outing of four pro-democracy lawmakers uh, and, and a number of others, I think 13 others, have resigned So that from the Hong Kong legislature. And that's pretty well done now. That's pretty well done. Um, it, it's the, the, two, the agreement that was struck with Great Britain when Hong Kong was handed back has just gone. Um, Beijing officials had said to silence the voices of protest and uh, they granted broad new powers that allowed the Hong Kong, Hong Kong government to remove lawmakers and immediately they did. They removed Dennis Kwok, Kwok Kai, Kai Ki, Kenneth Leung and Alvin Young. And the remaining 15 members of their bloc said they were, it was 15 members, said they were stepping down in solidarity. Another bit of very quick news, the odds of a no-deal Brexit are now increasing and over the one issue that I always thought it would do, and that is of fishing. The UK government cannot really back down on fishing, but then the Dutch and the French uh, will think that they can't either. So it it looks as though if Brussels continues to demand free access to to UK waters and the same fish quotas, that the deal will go, because the UK government would be finished if it agreed to that. You would think there would be some kind of compromise, but I doubt it. And then we reported on Nagorno-Karabakh and Armenia and Azerbaijan agreed on Tuesday a deal with Russia to end weeks of fighting. 
And basically, the Azerbaijanis have won. They are keeping the territory. They uh, have militarily taken over. The Armenians are furious. The Armenian people are furious. Uh, it means they've died for nothing. And I think most of all, most importantly, it means that Turkey have got away with it. Azerbaijan's President Ilyam Aliyev said that the Armenians had been forced to sign the document. It was an iron hand that made them do it. It's essentially a capitulation. It's a humiliation for Armenia. Turkey's got away with it. Erdogan's got away with it. Remember that Turkey is a NATO ally. How long will that continue? All right, and then let's go to Africa. And here's some news from Africa. Our country has entered into a war that it did not want. This war is a shameful one. It does not have any point. The people of Tigray and its youth and its security forces should not die for this pointless war. Ethiopia is their country. The crisis in Ethiopia, one of Africa's most populous countries, has been building for months. On Tuesday, the federal parliament... So, as you gather from the clip, it appears that Ethiopia is on the point of civil war with the northern Tigray region, which used to control the whole of Ethiopia, being almost um, is the Tigray People's Liberation Front, who were the dominant political party in Ethiopia for a long time. And it looks as though... There's going to be a war. Several hundred people have already died. It's interesting that Abiy Ahmed, who is the prime minister and who got the Nobel Peace Prize, is now involved in a war. He, he tweeted, criminal elements cannot escape the rule of law under the guise of seeking reconciliation. But Again, this is an, an amazing thing about Ethiopia. Did you know this? I didn't know this until this week. Maybe I'm just ignorant. But it's, a, it's an area of 1.1 million square kilometers. That's about four times the size of the UK. But what I, what, what I didn't know was that it, it has a population of 116 million people, which makes it the second most populous nation in Africa. What also maybe many people don't know is how that population is divided religiously. So 63% profess to be Christian. 44% are Ethiopian Orthodox. Uh, there are 50 million Orthodox. There are 21 million Protestants, 800,000 Catholics, 40 million Muslims. Since June, 500 Christians have been murdered by Islamists. All right, I'm going to... Um, we, you know, we do a section on world news. That's your section on world news. And I'm going to every week have a section on what I'm calling woke weirdness because it, it's good for us to be aware of what's going on, but some of it is just really, really weird. Um, this is actually quite a disturbing story. This is the Football Association in the UK, Football Association in, in England, rather, Football Association Chairman Greg Clark. The, the views I've heard is... Um, if I look at what happens to high-profile female footballers, high-profile coloured footballers, and the abuse they take on social media, not from the crowds, because, you know, you, you get misbehaving. When crowds, you said something earlier on, I think I heard you refer to coloured people earlier on. 
isn't if if that's the case, uh, would you want to withdraw that language? Because isn't that exactly the sort of language that means that inclusion is not a reality, even though football is very diverse and has many people within it from ethnic minority backgrounds and also people who are gay? Let me say three things. Firstly, if well, I what about one thing? Are, are you are, if you did say that, no. would you would you be? I'm, I'm, I'm that, that only takes to... one thing. It doesn't require three things, really. Well, well, if you if you please allow me to respond. One, if I said it, I deeply apologise for it. Secondly, I am a product of having worked overseas. I worked in the USA for many years, where I was required to use the term "people of colour," and sometimes because that was the product of their diversity legislation and positive discrimination format. Sometimes I trip over my words. And I All do right, Mr. Scott, you've you've you've, you've apologised. Okay, thank you. Now, he was, he's been compelled to resign because of this. Why is he being compelled to, to resign? Well, according to the, the MP who was interviewing him or questioning him, using coloured is racist. He, using women, speaking of women, he, he wasn't attacking, he was speaking in defence of coloured uh, what would I have to say if I'm not to be racist? I think you'd have to say people of colour. Now, what is the difference between people of colour and coloured? See, I remember getting in trouble for using for not using the word coloured because I was using the word black. And I remember before that getting in trouble for not using the word blank because black then meant everybody. I mean, it was tough on the Chinese, but it meant everyone who was not white. And now people of color, I think, means everyone that, but we've gone from black, which wasn't black, to colored, to people of color. Now, the point of that is, it's a strange thing, isn't it? How controlling the language and how this suddenly becomes very, very, very offensive, it's crazy. Speaking of crazy, here's a here's a wonderful song. Yeah, I'm in love with my car. I got a feel for my automobile. All right, this goes. This takes us back to China. Um, the Chinese government are cracking down on people who are getting falsely married in order to get a car. Over three years, one 26-year-old Beijing woman has got married and divorced 17 times. Another 37, another 37-year-old married and divorced 28 times. Their successive weddings were designed to allow them to profit from the black market trade in car license plates. In Beijing, if you want to own and drive a car, you must first buy a number plate. But there's a quota on number plates to reduce traffic and air pollution. An applicant has a one in three chance of securing a number plate for the 6,366 new cars the city allows on the road the next couple of months. Um, only carless families are eligible to apply so you get married. Uh, the police apparently have caught 166 suspects involved in this. Uh, I love the quote from the Beijing police. You must demonstrate the correct views on marriage and not get married for the sake of transferring number plates because there's a risk of disputes and, f and fraud. Uh, 
Speaking of marriage, watch out for this. The normalization continues. A married couple in the United States have revealed how they invited another woman into their relationship after meeting her on Facebook. Now, these kind of stories are not new. I'm not going to keep repeating them, but we are facing this. But what struck me was the way it was reported so favorably and um, the reason they gave that they had too much love to share to keep things just between the two of them and that restricting their relationship to just the two of them was selfish. Well, I'll tell you the selfishness. The five kids that are involved between these three. That's where the selfishness is. Oh, well, speaking of stupidity, there's, there's a, a, a website called crunchbase.com, which is a platform for tech companies to market fundraising. And this, when you, when you attempt to register for it, this is what they ask you. Is your gender female, male, agender, adrenine, androgynous, bigender, female to male, FTM, male to female, MTF, gender fluid, gender non-conforming, gender questioning, gender variant, gender queer, non-binary, neutral, pangender, transgender person, transgender female, transgender woman, transgender male, transgender man, transfeminine, transmasculine, transsexual person, transsexual female, transsexual woman, transsexual male, transsexual man, two-spirit, other, prefer not to identify. Well, what about three-spirit or three-spirit transsexual man or neutral pangender lob? Yeah. No more comment. All right, let's turn to the church. Uh, and again, I'm going to try and have a section every week on the church. And in a very important report, the Vatican has admitted that the late Pope John Paul II ignored advice about promoting Cardinal Theodore McCarrick. To, well, before he was Cardinal, to Cardinal. Um, and he ignored the advice. It's a 450-page finding. I haven't read it. I've just read a summary of it. Um, John Paul was made a saint on the fast track. He died in 2005, and he was a saint by 2014. But uh, it appears that he knew about the accusations against McCarrick, but partly because he was friends with him, partly because uh, other bishops testified for him. He not only kept it quiet, but he promoted him. That is something to be shameful of. Another bit of Christian news that's a bit sad as well, uh, moving from the Catholic to the charismatic. Uh, a couple of stories there. One uh, sad story of Carl Lentz, who was the leader of Hillsong in New York, and uh, he has been fired. Now, it's very interesting. Brian Houston, the leader of Hillsong, uh, explained why, but there were people saying, oh, no, it's because he was uh, for BLM and so on. I mean, very cool, very trendy, very hip and happening, but he also committed adultery and he had to go. Um, just such a sad and familiar story now in so many ways. And then, believe it or not, this is real. Listen to this. The media said, what? <laughs> The media said Joe Biden's president. Ha 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 Yeah, that's Kenneth Copeland. He's one of the prophets, inverted commas. Uh, sorry, I was making the, the inverted commas sign. I realize, of course, you can't see me, which is probably just as well for you, but... 
People like Jeremiah Johnson of Jeremiah Johnson Ministries. Oh, stop calling ministries after yourself. Uh, prophesied a lying spirit. He says, either a lying spirit has filled the mouths of numerous trusted prophetic voices in America or Donald J. Trump really has won the presidency and we're witnessing a diabolical and evil plan unfold to steal the election. Um, yeah, I do think these guys are lying. Now, the most amazing one is Chris Vallotton, who's the senior associate leader at uh, Bethel Church, the mega church, the charismatic mega church. And initially, he issued an apology. I was completely wrong, he said. I take full responsibility for wrong. I don't think this should make me a false prophet, but it does create a, a credibility gap about his prophecy that Trump was going to win. A lot of people trust me and trust my ministry. Well, I hope no more. He says this was a major mistake. But now, he's actually saying... Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I actually, I may, maybe I've got that wrong. And he's removed the, the video where he said that. He says, maybe I've got my apology wrong and I apologize for my apology. Um, and this is what he says. In the meantime, I will be praying and believing for the will of the Lord to be done. If the outcome remains the same, I will repost my apology video. video. If my prophetic word turns out to be right, I'll do the chicken dance in my spandex. Godspeed, humility is still the way forward. No more. All right, listen to this. We'll go, we, we do have to come on to the U.S. election again. Listen to this from Joe Biden. Just a little bit of his speech. We have such an incredible opportunity to build the future we want for our kids and our grandkids. I've said many, many times, I've never been more optimistic about the future of this nation. There is no reason we can't own the 21st century. We just need to remember who we are. This is the United States of America. There's never been anything, anything we've been unable to do, unable to accomplish when we've done it together. I hope to be talking to you tomorrow. I want to thank you all and may God bless you and may God protect our troops. Good night. Was there anything wrong with that? Okay. Um, it was a, I thought it was a really good speech, and I think his speeches have been really good, and I think his tone is fantastic, and I think a lot of the stuff he says is really good. We'll wait to see the actions. But that one chilled me. Why did it chill me? Because it was so American-centric. It was so, you know, we can own the 21st century? Americans, because we're Americans? What about the Africans or the Asians? Oh, no. Um, some other stuff here. I thought it was just in in incredible. This is an amazing statistic. A third of Muslim voters back Trump more than three times more than in 2016. It just doesn't fit the narrative. Okay. Um, some of you, well, a couple of you contacted me about my claim that Biden was as corrupt as Trump. Uh, some of you were furious that I said Trump was corrupt, but he, the, the two of you contacted me and you know who you are. Um, and thank you very much, by the way, because you said, well, why did you say that? What's the evidence for that? Okay, I'm just going to give you three things. I don't have time to go into detail. You can I, you can find all of this. Uh, number one is China. When he was vice president, his son went on a trip with him and was suddenly made a consultant for a, appointed by the Bank of China for a firm about which he knew nothing. 
and made $20 million out of it. Now, Hidden Hand explains that one, if you want to look for the evidence for that. There's Ukraine and the laptop and everything else. And again, Biden's son was appointed to a Ukrainian uh, oil and gas company. He knows nothing about oil and gas, and he's not, he doesn't speak Ukrainian. And these tapes talk about the big man, that is Biden, getting 10% of the cut of that. Now, that's very, very, very serious and needs to be investigated. And just as serious, and this seems to have got buried completely, there were serious charges or allegations of sexual assault. And we were at the time of the Me Too movement and people were saying, well, you've got to believe the women. But in this case, no, you don't have to. Now, all I'm saying is there's a, there's a, there's a, a false standard here. If an accusation is about Trump, people believe it. If an accusation is about Biden, they don't believe it. Trump's nasty. Biden's nice. Look, nice people can do horrible things too. I find that as well. You know, ABC here in Australia, their headline was Donald Trump falsely claiming electoral fraud without evidence. But when it was falsely claimed that it was Russian interference in the 2016 election, they didn't use the word falsely about the Democrats, nor did they say without evidence. Now, I'm not saying Donald Trump is right at all. I'm just saying the imbalance. It should be obvious to anyone. All right, let's just change a couple of things before we go. Um, do you know what this is? That is the wonderful Iceland fans, 10% of whom went to the European Championships and that, that hand club they have of theirs. And then this. Utterly brilliant. Utterly, utterly, utterly brilliant. That is the Icelandic commentator <laughs> screaming out. We talked about hope earlier. Uh, I mean, hey, if we got as excited about Christ as he gets excited about his team. got to say some things about some people who have died. Again, this is a section I'm going to continue to do. Recognize this. Yeah, my childhood Scooby-Doo. Well, Ken Spears, the co-creator of that, has died. Um, he was born in 1938, so thanks very much for him. Rabbi Sachs, the chief rabbi in the UK, has also gone. And again, I, I subscribe to his uh, message that he sent out every week. I found him always to be a stimulating and thoughtful person. Nick Chalice, who is the son of Chim Chalice, who's a very good blogger and author, and many of you will follow him well. We remember and pray for Tim because his son Nick collapsed and died suddenly 20 years old. And then Gina MacArthur. Who's Gina MacArthur? She is 
a lovely, lovely lady, matriarch of a wonderful family from Tain in Easter Ross. Her husband was my mass teacher, a free church elder, just a great family. Both of them had an enormous influence on me. I am so sorry in one sense to hear of her death and yet so glad to hear that she's now with the Lord. And, you know, well done, good and faith. We, we talk a lot about famous people here. Gina MacArthur's not famous, you know, but she's more important to me than Donald Trump and, and all the rest of the people that we've mentioned. And I think each of us have people like that in our lives. Gonna love you and leave you. If you want to support this podcast, then you can go on the Podbean fundraiser and do so, or you can contact me for other ways to do so. Gonna leave you with a really great song from Mark Knopfler. And again, it's come to this thing about hope. Um, it's not a Christian song, but I, I just loved it. This a song called Cannibal. And, you know, daddy, is he a goody or baddie? There are no cannibals anymore. And it's a father reassuring his child in the time of a storm. Look, there's no cannibals anymore. We got this sorted. Now, actually, in this world, we don't have it sorted. But those of us who know God as our Heavenly Father, He's saying to us, I got this. I got this sorted. Remember that, whatever situation you face this week. And if you're not yet a Christian, it's about time you came to know God as your Father. All right, guys. Love you and leave you. See you next week. Once upon a time, they were.